We have our Zambia team that is back from serving for two and a half weeks in the, at the Breath of Heaven's Children's Village in Lusaka, Zambia. They're going to be sharing this morning. And we want to give just a quick framework of why would we take an entire Sunday for that. And so if you've been with us a while, you know exactly why. But we want to share uh, just briefly a little framework of why we're taking this entire Sunday uh, to receive the blessing of hearing their testimonies. And uh, so here it is. As a church, let me put it in the context of the vision of our church. The vision of the church is to be disciples and then make disciples. And in, its, in the essence of that word disciple, it means learner, a lifelong learner. An apprentice is actually probably the best translation of the word methetes, disciple, an apprentice of Jesus. So if you see this picture, Jesus says it like this, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And so he's saying, come follow me, be apprenticed in the ways that I do life, in the values under the king, of the kingdom and under the leading and power and anointing of the Holy Spirit. You can be transformed to be like me and then go do like me in the world. And so we want to honor the fact that there are nine courageous souls from our church family who have spent the last 10 months, not two and a half weeks, 10 months on an intentional discipleship journey of mission. And we, we say that very intentionally, and that's how we bill it when we you know, share if you're interested in this. This is not a two-and-a-half-week vacation. This is a almost year-long discipleship journey where there's things to learn. There's a team that assembles. There's meetings. There's prayers. There's time, effort, and energy. There's time in God's Word. There's reflecting on your own life and heart. There's learning about the culture of Zambia, the people, the whole mindset of being a missionary, a Christ-like missionary. And so this team has put in almost a year of intense time, effort, energy, financial investment in a discipleship journey where we believe, ultimately, Jesus said to each and every one of them, come follow me. In this particular way, for these next 10 months, because there is much that I want to apprentice you in, in becoming more like me, in the missionary mindset of the world around you. And so we believe that as they have each and every single one of them responded to that call, and along with it come the, the triumphs and the trials, <laughs> the challenges that come with following Jesus. But I think if you spent any time with them post-trip, Post-return, you can see they're glowing. Not because it was easy, but because Jesus met with each and every single one of them. And to us, that's a microcosm of life that we want this church to be all about, that we are all about. It's finding in each and every season of life, where is Jesus saying to you, come follow me. Come be with me. Come apprentice under me. Let me show you this new aspect of my heart, of my way, my way of living in the kingdom of God. 
And as we say yes to him and go through the various challenges and trials and triumphs, we become more like him, and then we can pass that aspect of him on to the world. So you're going to hear a lot of that this morning. The passing on of the good fruit that they have been sowing into over the last year. So as you hear the testimonies, we want to make sure it's very clear that you're hearing the testimonies also as an invitation. That Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and the same kinds of work that he did in them, he wants to do in you. So we get the privilege of never hearing a testimony with envy, but with hope and excitement that, hey, Jesus wants to work in the same kind of way in my life. You see the passion in them. You see the vision. You see the excitement. You see the joy. You see the love. You see the good fruit. Jesus wants those same kind of things for all of us all the time. And so as you hear these words, these testimonies, be encouraged and excited. Cheer for them. Be excited for them. I know it's a lot of you guys have supported them in a myriad of different ways. So we can rejoice in the good fruit and give God glory. But for us, and I know this is the heart of Mike and Alicia leading the team, the biggest thing to, to be received as a takeaway is Jesus is on the move to do the same kind of things in, in your life too. The Revelation 19.10 says it like this, the, the testimony about Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Meaning every time stories, testimony about Jesus are told, the Holy Spirit's in the room to do it again. Do it again. In the, in the listener. And so that's our heart, that you would hear not just cool stories, but it would stir up the truth about who Jesus is, how real he is, how vibrant life can be with him, and that he wants to do the same kind of things in you. So there's a challenge we want to issue from the beginning of what is God saying to you today? How is God stirring up in you more of the life that he wants to grow in you? What invitation are you hearing from Jesus today. Yeah. And I want to add that the, the testimonies that we're going to hear today, they're not just isolated as moves of God that God was doing in Zambia. I want to read Matthew 28. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That's Matthew 28, 19. And that word, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, that word, that is, first of all, in the imperative. So Jesus is saying that as a command. But the word go actually means as you are going about life. So it doesn't just mean when you're called to Zambia. It means as you are going about life, as you are walking with God day in and day out, as you walk in the ways that he calls you to every day where you are. So these, so these tests, did you want to say something? I said that's it. So I'm, these, I'm amen. <laughs> so these testimonies that we're hearing, that we are going to be hearing today, aren't just for you if you decide to go to Zambia. They are for us here and now because we are all on mission with Jesus every day to be his disciples and to make disciples and to pour out the stories of what God is doing. And I, I, uh, I want to share the same verse that he 
just read. It's Revelation 19.10 because it's so amazing. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That word spirit actually, in the original Greek, it means essentially essence. And the definition of essence is the intrinsic nature or indispensable quality of something. So the testimony of Jesus is the essence of prophecy, meaning when we share the good news of what Jesus has done, that is the essence of prophecy. What is prophecy? It means God is doing it again. He's doing it again. As we, as we hear these testimonies this morning, the Lord of glory and his presence is within them imparting to us that same fire for us to take it as we go therefore and make disciples as we are going and as we are disciples and as we make disciples and that power is in the testimonies as they share. So I just want us to have a receiving posture with joy, joyful anticipation of the good that as they share the fire that God has touched them with and put in their hearts, that we are receiving that same power and God is doing it again in new ways as we watch in wonder. All right. Jesus, we just, we thank you that you are here. We welcome you, Lord. And we just say thank you that you're doing it again. And then as we hear these testimonies, that we will all be filled by you. We will be touched by you. We will re be renewed by you. We will be energized by you. That the things that need to fall away that are heavy upon us will be burnt off by you. And you will set us ablaze so that we can be filled with your praises, with our eyes filled with hope on the new works that you are doing. And we thank you, Lord, that even in these testimonies that are being shared by our beautiful Zambia team, that you are not finished, that you are on the move, and that every good work that you began, that you are bringing it to glorious completion, and that even, even the entire team who has already experienced your glory is going to be walking in more and more as you continue these good works. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, to kick off our time, we have a quick little recap video of the team, and then the testimonies will begin.
Good morning. Um, for those uh, that are sharing on the team, if you'd like to uh, line up on the ramp against the wall, in whatever order you feel like you're going to be ready to share. Whew. Tissues are right here for anybody. And there's tissues in the back. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to um, read my testimony. <laughs> I was trying to say that I wasn't going to read, but I know me. And so here it goes. The video, man, <laughs> gets me every time. Um, during our team prayer night, um, someone here shared the words, um, expect the unexpected with us. And as I reflected on those words throughout the week, I actually began to focus on the things that I was expecting. <laughs> um, I was expecting to see our team fall in love with the breath of heaven. I expected to be greeted at the gate by a hundred children and adults excited to see us. I expected to see new faces and familiar faces. Specifically, we were super excited to see Hope Samuel, who we've been sponsoring since 2012 and we hadn't seen since 2017. What I wasn't expecting was the Lord igniting more love and compassion in my heart for breath of heaven and reminding me why he called me to do his work more than 9,000 miles away from home. Since 2006, on my first trip to Zambia, I began sowing seeds into the hearts of children who would be our first to live at the village when it opened in 2010. It was during that time or during that trip that I also began praying that the kids of Breath of Heaven would become who the Lord created them to be, strong Christian leaders of Zambia. As I prepared for this trip, I hoped I would get to see some of those kids who were now young adults and see what God was doing in their lives now that they were no longer in the village. Little did I know the beautiful unexpected that God had for me. Day after day, upon our arrival, our team had the beautiful privilege of spending individual time, sharing laughs, dance parties, playing games, eating dinner. And I had the privilege of having real authentic, life-giving relationships for each of those beautiful people that you see on the TV.
I've been able to see now firsthand the vision of Breath of Heaven come full circle. In these pictures, you will see a college athlete, a fashion designer, an aspiring lawyer, social worker, art teacher, engineer, and computer scientist. This is why he called me to do his work in Zambia. They are the reasons why I said yes, and I will continue to say yes, because this is not the end of the story. Their story would have been much different had it not been for Breath of Heaven, but there is still more work to be done. There are 100 children currently at the village, and there's 1.1 million orphans in Zambia. Our team this morning is sharing our testimony for hopes that your heart will also be ignited to say yes in supporting Breath of Heaven so we can continue to share stories such as these. I'm gonna be the holder. <laughs> so, um, when I was praying about what to share, I felt like God wanted me to talk about his wonder. The definition states a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. When we went to Victoria Falls, God spoke a lot to me, but one thing I got from him was an image. Victoria Falls is huge and even has a local nickname that translates to the smoke that thunders because it has roaring clouds of mist that drenches everything nearby it. And the mist is seen from miles away. We saw it from the plane, thousands of miles up in the sky. Yeah, and I felt like God said that the thousands of gallons of water pouring is when God moves, it's his mighty moves, and the mist is the fruit of that. And it's just a small fraction of the water that's pouring, but it's the fruit, you know? And everywhere we turned, there was rainbows everywhere. And I feel like that represents God promise, God's promises. And I felt like God said that was breath of heaven. Ted and Judy said yes. They yet said yes to his mighty mission and walked out into an unfamiliar place with God, with faith. And from that, years later, breath of heaven has changed the lives of more than 100 kids. The fruit of breath of heaven is undeni undeniable and you see God's promises everywhere you turn. From hearing all the stories to seeing the Hope Clinic for the Locational College, and most importantly, getting to know the amazing kids there, it's truly undeniable. Anyone who goes to Victoria Falls is overwhelmed with wonder and how amazing and beautiful it is. But I think Breath of Heaven is no different. When you first enter those gates, you experience a feeling of surprise mingled with admiration over how beautiful and different it is. There's no other place like it, and you know that's all God. There's so much freedom and joy when you enter those gates. Just like the roaring clouds of mist, Breath of Heaven is a powerful force that is seen from miles away and touches the lives of anyone in reach. And you could just tell going to Zambia that Breath of Heaven is, it, it has like an influence in Lusaka. It's super powerful. And I can't tell you how meaningful this trip has been. While I was there, I learned something very important. I used to be a missionary, 
and I experienced this feeling that is kind of hard to describe, but it's, it's a feeling of freedom and joy. And while writing the testimony, I discovered it was wonder. And the first morning we were there, it was church. And as soon as worship started, that feeling just came over me. And I was like overwhelmed with gratitude and the feeling of so much joy and freedom. And later that night, <laughs> I told the team that I don't cook and I don't. <laughs> and I, what happened was I basically, I, there was like an attack on me while I was cooking and it was a demonic attack. And I think it's a little ironic that that morning I had a breakthrough and then that night something happened. And do you know what? Me and Micah, we stayed in the house and we freaking broke through it. <laughs> yeah. And from that moment on, like the rest of the trip, I was, and now, like my chains were broken, like I was being restored and so much was released over me. And I think that's what happens when you say yes to God and you say yes to the uncomfortable and you walk out in that. <laughs> we're called to be like Jesus and he had a mission that changed our lives and the world. We wouldn't have been here if it weren't for that mission, and the kids wouldn't have been at Breath of Heaven if it weren't for Ted and Judy's mission. So whether it be Breath of Heaven or another ministry or just doing the day-to-day -day things, I urge you to say yes. Say yes. Invite God and accept that invitation to enter that beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, and inexplicable space and experience his beauty and awe. I guarantee you'll not only experience so much freedom and joy and wonder, but you can help change the lives of the people around you. Amen. everyone. I'm, um, I really quickly, just before I start, I wanted to say a huge thank you to Robert, Aaron, Mac, Didi, Charles, Ozzy, Dan, and Lily for hosting us all and not only making us food, but also becoming part of our family. I love you all so much. And also thank you to the amazing, talented Carol for making this amazing outfit I'm wearing today. Thank you also to the house moms and all of the kids for teaching me so much, whether it's card games or how to be joyful. Thank you to all my sponsors for supporting me during this trip. Um, but anyways, um, I'm Sarah. If you don't already know me, I'm 14, going to be 15 in a week. And I've been going to this church now for 13 years. So I've seen a lot. And um, I feel like God taught me a lot on this missions trip. It was my first, and not only did God push me way out of my comfort zone, but it actually motivated me to start my relationship with God. The first thing I felt strongly God led me to talk about is the power of names. The first thing I actually, when I, realized, when I got to the village, I realized how unique the kids' names were. They were names like beauty, confidence, precious, prosper, gift, shalom, and too many more. <laughs> These are nor normal names. In fact, they're like traits and meaningful words most being biblical. A name can determine so much in someone's life. Hearing all these beautiful names got me thinking about God's names. He's Emmanuel, Yeshua, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and each name goes back to the roots, and the roots being God. 
this little girl named Beauty was, I feel like, one of the really girls I really connected with. One day she was being teased by some kids by her name. They were saying things like, Beauty, you are not beautiful. Basically, like, you don't live up to your name. She was so hurt, and all she said was, I need a hug. When we were leaving, I got to pray for beauty, and I told her, you are beautiful, and you are beauty in God's eyes. You are God's beloved princess. Just hearing those words made her face light up. It made me realize that these kids are going to live up to their names, that these kids' names are powerful. Psalms 113 says, and 3 says, everywhere from the east to the west, praise the name of the Lord. We don't worship any other name except for the mighty, powerful Lord. We don't worship a Mary, a Peter, or a John. We worship the Lord Jesus Christ himself, whose name has power in itself. I learned a lot from these kids, like the art of worship. We would have these worship nights, and those were some of the most powerful nights there. Something about worshiping with all of them. They all had a heart for Jesus and chose to follow him. I had a vision that night of, wor of worshiping, and it was of millions of people, every tribe, tongue, and nation each one different, and we're standing in unity worshiping the Lord. Proverbs 18:10. the name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. God is your safe place. Just saying his name gives you peace. This leads me to the final thing I wanted to say. Um, we got to see a lot when we went to Zambia, seeing kids that were happy and set free to the street kids. They didn't know if they would have any food to eat that day. When God created humans, he said it was very good, and God taught me that on this trip. The kids at the village were a breath of heaven. I shared in one of our deep priests, I felt real joy just being there, whether it was on the streets praying or with the kids. The day before that, actually, um, before Alexia had her um, breathing thing, I actually had a, a something too. The day before, I was actually struggling to breathe out. It felt like my airways and my throat were being pinched. I didn't know what to do. But thankfully, God surrounded me with the right people and healed me. Um, I just cried at the kitchen table with Mike and Alicia for a while. But he healed me, and it amazed me that I went, I went from, from being able to not breathe to the Lord, just breathing a literal breath of heaven back into me. Even when we went to the streets, we got to breathe that breath of heaven onto the kids there, and we got to speak life to, into them from the Lord. Later, the street kids were all singing and dancing in joy, holding onto each other's hands and just worshiping God with the joy. You could feel the kids' freedom and happiness in worshiping the Lord. They went from, we went from seeing them cold, lonely, gripping onto soda bottles with gasoline to stay warm, to having joy and worshiping the Lord. The bottles that they were gripping tightly were nowhere to be found. And they're singing a song called, There is No One Like You, Jesus. I loved being able to worship together. They all have me, nothing. I mean, they live on the streets, but they, know, but they know God is good. And they are still able to worship the Lord. So why can't we? I think everyone in their life should at least experience this bright, kind of breath of heaven, no matter where it is. Our team was the best team, and I cannot say how grateful I am for laughing with them, dancing around constantly, crying together, singing songs, worshiply, worshiping, and conquering jet lag together. More importantly, I hope we made a difference in these kids' lives. I actually felt when we were leaving, I didn't do enough for them. But that was, thought was gone within minutes. They were so sweet to make letters and just poured their hearts, which... Um, was beautiful. They said so much sweet stuff that God knew I needed to hear. And it just confirmed my missions trip for this trip was complete. 
But God kept on reminding me, this is just the beginning. I was scared when God called me, and now I'm already counting down the days until I can go back. I hope every single one of you in the room checks out Breath of Heaven, because these kids are going to change the world. There's no doubt about that in my mind. Um, and I know we are financially tight right now, but if we can make a few sacrifices to help a kid, that would be a blessing more than anything. But lastly, I want to say, always listen to the Lord because who knows? He has big plans for each and every one of you. Maybe you will be even on the next missions trip. Um, all you have to do is say yes to the Lord. Being able to let God work through you is a blessing and a blessing to others. Through that is even more incredible. But you know, God showed me that you don't have to be in Africa to be used by him. You can be used, you can, any, you can be used anywhere by him in your school, in your church, in your work basically anywhere. He wants to use you, and all you have to do is let him and give him your all, even if that's all you have left. America also needs godly people helping other people. Never let age put limits on you. I know God is going to bless each and every single one of you, and it's going to use for you. You're going to use you for his kingdom, and I cannot wait to see it. Thank you. for 17 days out there. Just want to thank Ted and Judy for your guys' yes. You know, like uh, the whole 10 months that we were there or that we did our discipleship, like you, you hear the, uh, just the love and the passion that Mike and Alicia had. And it's like when you show up there, it's like, that's why. Like uh, just what they're doing is like really changing the landscape of, of a nation. Like Jesus picked 11 or 12 you know, rabbi dropouts, you know, you know, I could, you know, there's another story, but it is what it is. Like the disciples all got kicked out of rabbi school, you know, they weren't good enough. Ted and Judy, they're picking right now that they're able to hold a hundred orphans. And these kids, as Alicia stated, like are, are becoming politicians you know, social workers, engineers, like it's, it's crazy. And then like when we went out to the street to go share and then you see the contrast of kids that, that don't get rescued by a place like Breath of Heaven, like, I mean, shout out to, to Didi. I know you're watching, <laughs> but uh, the, the Didi's, you know, what do you want to be, an astro geologist? You know, he he wants to study space rocks, but be the second Zambian to make it to space. But like, he was, he happened to be one of our translators and our guides, and it was so crazy. Like, the kids out in the streets didn't even recognize they didn't recognize him as a Zambian. Like, they thought he was African American because of the transformative work that they're doing to Brother Head. Like, they're raising up just kids who love God. And just have a passion for doing that. Like, it, it, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I mean, it was really cool getting to know the, the, the older kids there. I mean, uh, my son got to play basketball with them, which was cool. But, like, and, and it was cool to see breakthroughs and healings. Like, uh, the kids are super passionate about playing basketball. 
And then there was one that was like, this was like a Wednesday. They, they play on Saturday. And he was like, or I'm conversating on, my, on the porch of house eight. And I'm like, hey, you ready for this game Saturday? And he's like, man, I'm not going to play. I'm like, like just thinking about him saying that he's not going to play is like crazy because these kids look forward to it. You know, like this is a passion of theirs. Like this is the time that they get to go out and express and, and, and just enjoy the fun and love that they have for basketball. And then to hear this kid like, man, like even willing to just turn it down like three days before, it's just like, like, whoa, what's up? And he's like, oh, man, I hurt my hand. And then um, he's like, I'm like, well, what if Jesus, what would Jesus do if he had this issue with him? Well, like, well Jesus will heal it. I'm like, well, we're going to invite Jesus into the situation, and he's going to heal it right now. <laughs> and then, sure enough, you know, we, we pray, and then done praying, and then the, the, he just has a big old grin on his face. And he's like, I'm playing Saturday. And I'm like, come on. And, you know, same thing as Don and Casey were, were sharing, you know, the testimony of Jesus, spirit of prophecy. So where he did it once, he'll do it again. And, you know, just sharing even that same message with him in the sense of, like, hey, dude, like, Jesus just healed you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't heal you. Like, I got no power to do that. Like, you know, Jesus showed up. He did that. So if he did it for you, he's going to do it for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? It ain't my anointing. It's Jesus's. And then, like, so you can see, like, the excitement that he had in sharing the gift of healing that he just received. So, yeah, I mean, just playing with the kids. They're, like, you have kids that, that can be labeled as orphans, but they don't operate like that. You see every single 96 of these kids there, like, they don't have an orphan spirit. Like, they all know that they're beloved sons and daughters of God, you know? And, you know, that's all just a testament to what they're doing there. Yeah. start my testimony I want to shout out everybody in Zambia too yeah Aaron Robert Mac and all of them they're really good hosts and yeah I didn't really write anything down so it's gonna come off the top of my head wing it like Pat yeah but uh, yeah before coming on this trip I really really didn't want to go because like I thought it would ruin my summer. Like, I didn't really have a long summer, so it was like four weeks. So going on this trip, it would take a big chunk of that time. So I really didn't want to go. So, but on the plane there, I was still like a little iffy about going. But once we got to, <laughs> once we got to the village, it was cool hugging everybody and. The next day we woke up, it was a Sunday, so we went to church. Shout out to Pastor Katongo. I liked his preaching, yeah. And yeah, it was after church, we, everybody went to the town to go shopping, but I wanted to stay back to hang out with the kids and build some relationships with them, get to know them. And that's when I feel like God 
like shifted my whole attitude and outlook on my whole trip on going there. And uh, yeah, it was really cool hanging out with them, playing basketball every day, waking up early, taking them to school, even eating their food. I remember saying I, I didn't like it, I wasn't gonna like it, but the Shima there was good. Yeah. Yeah. Every day I would eat it. And uh, yeah, it was just a really cool experience. Even going out to the streets and uh, praying for the people, like the kids, like walking up, it was super sad watching them sleep on the floor and with no blankets, just like trying to get warm. And yeah, it was cool praying for them. And we even took some of them back to the drop-in center where they can uh, get food and praise, praise God and pray for them. So yeah, it was cool feeding them. Like it was felt good in my heart knowing that they had food for the day and they didn't have to worry about it. So yeah, and I would like to shout out Ted and Judy for uh, building Breath of Heaven for all the kids that are in there to be safe from the streets. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Hi everyone, good morning. My name is Caitlin, many of you know me. Um, this was hard to um, kind of narrow down what I'm supposed to talk about because my testimony is far greater than I could have ever imagined. And I want to thank everyone involved with Breath of Heaven, everyone involved with Elevation, because those two congregations and uh, organizations have made the biggest impact of, on my life. Um, I felt like this trip was a closing of a chapter, and that makes me emotional to say because I hate that. <laughs> but not in the way that I, you know, am leaving Breath of Heaven or leaving Elevation. But although, <laughs> you know, future things have changed, but I didn't want to leave you guys on a cliffhanger <laughs> because I don't know what's next for me. But I'll start out with my journey. So in the summer of 2014, when I was 14 years old, that's when I first traveled to this beautiful place of breath of heaven. And I experienced something I knew in my heart was part of God's divine plan for me. I learned about the HIV AIDS epidemic that Zambia faces and saw firsthand the devastation that results from illness and poverty. God broke my heart for what breaks his, and simultaneously, he instilled in me a strong passion, a purpose, and an identity in him. The experience I had in Africa motivated me to pursue a career in nursing in an effort to help administer aid to vulnerable populations. And my dream was one day to return to Breath of Heaven to work in their Hope Clinic. In nursing school, my professors encouraged us students to find our why. So when difficulties came and we began to wonder why we pursued this difficult career of nursing, 
that we had our why to rely on and to remember why we chose nursing and Breath of Heaven and the Hope Clinic was my why. And that was my first day in the Hope Clinic. <laughs> and um, it was everything but a dream fulfilled, you know? I just, it was everything to me to be able to see the place that started my journey. So, yes, you can imagine my excitement when I felt that God was calling me back to return to Breath of Heaven and to volunteer at their Hope Clinic. Not only that, but to create and lead a men and women study that would blend together biblical teaching of purity, which was part of my own testimony, and my nursing education on HIV AIDS and cervical cancer, which I did a research project in nursing school about, which are both prevalent illnesses in Zambia. And as you see in the top picture, that is me conducting our women's study. And shout out to Micah for conducting the men's study. <laughs> and I planned these things, right? Like, I wanted to plan when I'd go back to Breath of Heaven. And I wasn't called for so long, but I can't even imagine a better timing that I was able to go and with the people I was with and that the people that were at the village. I just love you all. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> and I thought that if I planned everything down to the very last thing that I would be able to enjoy and have fun. But I still planned and it still didn't go the way I wanted it to. But his plans are better. And it wasn't anything that I said in those classes that made a difference to those kids, young women. It was my own testimony of the walk I've had. My time at Breath of Heaven this trip was a roller coaster of emotions. And, but largely it was a time of reflection, appreciation, and gratitude for the way that God has moved in my life how my obedience to him has been rewarded with an abundance of blessings. I graduated from nursing school. <laughs> I passed my licensure exam, my first try. <laughs> I got accepted into a nurse residency program that, it's in Palm Springs. I had no idea I was gonna end up there. <laughs> And I got engaged to the man of my dreams. <laughs> I went to Breath of Heaven and <laughs> had the most amazing time. And we moved into our first apartment together. <laughs> and I start my first 12-hour shift tonight at 7 p.m. <laughs>
And I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's amazing because he's still not done yet. He's not done in my life. He's not done in yours. He's not done at Breath of Heaven. The blessings are still to come. Each staff member I met in the clinic, they were praying that the Hope Clinic would have an influx of patients, that their revenue would increase, that they would have new and better equipment to serve their surrounding communities. And they prayed blessings over me, and just as much I played breast. I prayed blessings over them. Many healthcare workers in Zambia have the education, but are still unemployed. The government can't keep up with the education and the jobs on the market. So many of those faces you see just volunteer at that clinic for the goodness of their hearts and to keep their skills up. I pray that if you have any inkling of um, that you want to support the Hope Clinic, I promise it's a great place to support. And if you can spare any amount of money, I promise it'll go to the people that need it and that those surrounding communities. I thank you so much, everyone, and love you all. <laughs> Carolyn. I had to make notes because I will ramble on. So. Well, I have three to five minutes to tell you about amazing things that I have witnessed, and I decided to just dot a few things down. I wasn't able to leave with my team, but God gives good grace, and Tom and Teresa, I got there. I told you guys that I was going to spend time with the mothers and that I, was, that I was also going to spend time with the children. But my heart was with the mothers and I saw so many things there. And I was so wrong by telling you that I can relate to those mothers because actually the mothers do more than cook, clean, and take care of a house. They love those children unconditionally, just like Jesus. The mothers, there, the mothers there are the kids' role models. Those children are Zambia's future. What I witnessed was the mothers teaching about God's love, how much God loves them, and how they all had a purpose. The older kids are taught to cook meals, hand wash their own clothes, and if they were too little to do it, the older kids would assist them with the mother's assistance. They are the most loving children. My team felt nothing but love from those kids. Let me tell you about a perfect day there. I was sitting outside with a couple of the mothers, and we were just talking, and all you hear is the children's laughter, and they're playing, and it's about, they're about to call house time. That means the kids have to go in. And the wind was blowing nicely, 
and I was looked over to the corner and I see an auntie braiding a little girl's hair. And I took a deep breath in and I just thought, wow, this is peace. This was just so peaceful and had so much joy in my heart. I didn't want to leave. When I stood on the grounds of Breath of Heaven, that's exactly what it was, a Breath of Heaven. Sorry. The second day I was there, we did a street walk. I couldn't even begin to tell you how God's little children are on the street sleeping next to each other without blankets or with blankets, but every one of them had a plastic bottle with gasoline, and it just lied to their brains that this was doing what they thought keep them warm. It wasn't. There is a place where the kids could go to get food, devotional time, a shower, but at 3 p.m., they're back on the streets. I had a really hard time with that. And those children, they looked up to you and they just, their eyes tell you that they are hurting, but they, they loved you. They loved us for being there. I was giving out lollipops and candy. They were so happy. And that was like my thought too, was to um, go to Zambia and pass out lollipops there's a story about that, but I won't get into it. But I did that, and just, it's like, check, you know? I, I got to do something like that. That is why it is so important for my team to keep, and for myself to keep planting that seed wherever we are. Those children need us. The picture behind you is my, t my tea time with the mothers and the aunties and to tell them, for me to tell them the t testimonies of how I came to be there. And they told me their story. And how God is so good and how lucky they were to serve our Lord. We sang and we prayed to each other and we gave, I gave them their gifts. I was afraid that they wouldn't like their gifts, but I was so wrong, they loved it. I asked myself, did I touch these mothers and auntie's lives the way they touched mine? Well, can I read you a letter, what I got from one of the mothers? She says, hi, Carolyn. I'm good, Th thanks to you. I'm glad you have replied to my email because I was just checking to see if, I've, if you have sent me an email. I'm also glad that your flight was fine because it was my prayers for your travels to have mercy. Now seeing your email had made me not eat because of the joy I have received from you. You are the love of my, life, my heart, Carol, Carolyn. Because of you did to us, to all of us, you are a blessing to me. Carolyn, let me tell you this. You really inspired me with your stories and ministry you are doing in America. If there is things I will never stop doing, my life is to pray and stop working for God. I really love involving myself in God's work. From the children ministry, ministry from the children hood, for childhood, I'm sorry, for childhood and there, and that's why God brought me to Copperfield, Copperbelt 
to Lusaka Breath of Heaven, to the ministry, those children. I love you and always continue loving you. And lots of memories from Mother Vivian. I love Vivian and we keep in contact. I'm sorry to say that her mother passed away yesterday and you know, my prayers go out to her. So I just wanna say that I felt like I did what I came to um, Zambia. I wanna thank Casey and, and Don for giving me that chance. I really appreciate that. And Ted and Judy, you are awesome. You are so awesome. And thank you, everyone who's prayed for me to get there. Thank you so much. Let's stand right here. Um, I think my sister cheated because she did six photos, I think it was. Um, I had too many kids I was close to to pick one photo that didn't have all of them. So I picked this one. And it's, to me, it represents God there in the clouds. And as I'm here, it's kind of like my speech is in my head somewhere, kind of like what I was, didn't know what to say exactly. Um, when I was called to do this trip, as soon as my sister announced it, I said yes in my head. And uh, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know why I was going. Everyone says, oh, it's to love on the children. But it wasn't just that. It was uh, God showing me that he's been in my life, and I haven't accepted it. And like uh, Micah said in his testimony, 2017, he said we're all uh, orphans to God. And at the time before this trip, I feel that was me and me meeting the kids and them loving on me and seeing them and falling in love with them and then seeing the kids on the street. I texted my wife that I can't see those kids that I'm in love with in that position. And the first question she asks is, how do we prevent that or help that? And um, with this trip, it's opened up my light, opened up my heart to God, and I'm ready for the next season. You can ask her and many people around me that I'm not the same, and in a good way, coming back. It's a new season for me coming, and I'm ready for it. And um, what else? I don't know. It's a beautiful place there at Breath of Heaven. Just waking up early. We had our 5, 5 6 a.m. coffee after drinking coffee till about 12 a.m. talking. <laughs> There's literally a melatonin probably in that Zambian coffee because me and Toy would have a pot before bed and pass out, sleep for three hours and get back on it. But just waking up, walking the kids to school, like I felt like a kid in the window every day waiting for them to come out as out out of school just to play with them and we walk them back after break and lunch and wait for them again and it was amazing um, they're very bright and smart they're maybe to our standards a couple grades behind because like compared to their age but they're way smarter than any of the kids around here no offense <laughs> but they actually care and want an education they like you said in 
a teacher could, could compare. She'll take a second grader over there over a sixth grader. But uh, they're very bright, and they have a bright future, and I think Ted and Judy for starting that, and I can't wait to grow with that. Um, my wife does like the social media for Black Sheep, and I've been helping her with that, but it hasn't been my drive because that was her thing that started. And when I was over there, I was like, how can I help in my way? And that was the first thing I thought of is doing, helping Breath of Heaven any way I can to continue and grow. And I feel like this is my drive and my mission now, even though she'll be by my side helping me um, and everyone here. And I'm already sponsored. We are already sponsoring a kid after, uh, starting, was it Wednesday? And that's our first for now. I have her brother and sister interested already and didn't sponsoring soon. Um, if you can talk to any of us, like look at that table, we all have at least, one of us have a story with those kids that are up for sponsorship. And it's a great thing. So I think that's it. Oh, yeah. And on Tuesday when I worked with Chris, I prayed and gave myself to the Lord. Thank you. Perfect catch. For... You guys already know it. All right. You know where I'm headed with that. All right. So you've heard a lot about uh, what's gone out there. I just want to quickly say some mission accomplishments that this team put together. Uh, you know, they, they were uh, getting materials for art workshops. Uh, they did math tutoring. They built a gaga ball pit. Um, they revitalized a playground that's been there for a long time. They... Uh, uh, did, uh, Caitlin pointed out a four-day Embracing God's Design and Intimacy workshop. Um, they hosted the Village Games, which is like Olympics. They helped the kids produce 100-plus sponsor letters and collected them for, to deliver to their sponsors. We delivered the medical supplies that have been provided by a nonprofit. They worked at the, Nor the Hope Clinic. Um, we conducted a street walk, fed the street children, led some to Christ while we were there. Um, we had house mom support, gave them a tea party. Um, it's unbelievable what can get done when you just say yes. And, uh, and that goes to saying thanks to Ted and Judy. Uh, I think we've heard that, uh, the sponsors, the people who sponsored all the team um, to be here, uh, to be able to go there, all the senders, the prayerful support, the financial support. Um, awesome. And I put a picture up, not anything from the trip. It was actually when we first got together. The first time the team got together for the first time was at a, a, a fundraiser dinner that happens in October. And one of the speakers uh, shared this little um, seed and kind of explained a story about that when you have a faith of this, it can grow into unbelievable amounts of orchards if you're willing to step into it. And I, I, I want the team to see this because this is what started for us, this seed. And everything that you've planted since then is going to grow into amazing, amazing, amazing uh, orchards. And your impact will be uh, seen for generations, I believe it, 100%. So instead of uh, spending more time on what my experience was out there, I want to share something uh, 
much like our friends in Zambia do, that when, when, they leave, when we leave as a team, or even during while we're there, they're a throwback to sharing from their heart through letters. They're like love letters. Um, and not necessarily a romantic love, but a love that is just unconditional, and they share these letters, and it just is a throwback to a time. If you've ever had a pen pal or you, you just wrote letters before, you had this, there's just something that comes in like the wonder of that too. You can read in that, and there's an imagination that goes into that. So I've written one to this team. Dear Mazungu, <laughs> means white person. Mulibwanji, as our time on mission comes to a close, much like one of our friends at Breath of Heaven does when, they, when we leave the village, I want to share with you how I feel about you in a short love letter. Five months ago, I wasn't sure what my motivation or purpose for being on the team was, but now I can't imagine life moving forward without each of you. In Nyanja, the local dialect, the word Zakomo means thanks. I want to share my Zakomos with each of you. Josiah, thank you for modeling for us right away what it meant to make authentic relationships with the kids, with our Zambian friends. You fit in so much that I think they thought of you as one of the kids there. If I came back and didn't know you, I think that I wouldn't have been able to see that you were an American because you lived with them. You were with them all the time. You ate their shima, you know? Uh, I know now they see you as a brother, as a son, and to some of the girls, as a sister. <laughs> they would tease him and call him a sister. Zacoma, Sarah, thank you for facing your fears and concerns head on. As a result, I feel like you exhibited a great transformation and are very much a different person than the one that was there prior to mission. And we've spent a lot of time together since you were a young person. So I'm able to say that with, with the voucher. And I believe 100% you will make a major impact in your sphere. And I cannot wait to hear the new testimonies and fresh testimonies that will come to Como. Lex, there you are. Thank you for being the authentic you. You are such a joy to be around and, a, and you are great at soaking in his wonder. You really are. I'm thankful to God for how he is growing you and I hope that the bond that we have will last for all of life. Zacomo. Caitlin, my kitten. <laughs> Nine years ago, you gave me hope with your childlike faith and perseverance, I'm so thankful you returned to the village. To be able to see you as now a young woman come full circle brings immense joy and builds my faith every day. Zacomo. Carol, Carol Lynn, my sister. <laughs> Thank you for keeping the faith when things got tough. When things looked bleak, when... Everything was stopping. You were there with us. I couldn't even imagine. My heart was breaking. We couldn't even imagine you couldn't come with us and we were leaving on this plane. And yet you kept the faith. And thank you, Tom and Teresa, 
Yanila, Aaron, all the people who worked so hard to make sure she was able to make it because God had a plan for you. And I haven't seen you more full of joy than I've seen you now. That picture you shared, it's hard to see from the back, but I got to see it up close. I haven't seen you in a photo smile like that. God is doing things. Thank you for caring for the house mothers. They see a kindred spirit in you. I'm so delighted I get to share this huge part of my life with you. Zacomo. Toy and Eric. Thank you for demonstrating the Father's heart to the children. There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no one like him. Here it is. I walk, he walk, he here, there. I search, he search, he here, there. I turn around, here, there. There's no one, there's no one like him. I walk, he walk, he here, there. I search, he search, he here, there. I turn around, here, there. There's no one, there's no one like him. There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no one like me. Now, Bemba. Pakwaba huwaba nan Yesu. Pakwaba huwaba nan Yesu. Pakwaba huwaba nan Yesu. Pakwaba takwaba kabena. Na yenda yenda konse konse. Makwaya kwaya konse konse. Na shinguluka konse. There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no one like He.